You're listening to Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more information about Call to Learn, visit calledtolearn.com. That's calledtolearn.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to Gospel Theory, where we find the true principles of Jesus Christ amidst all those rumors, those myths, and those incorrect incorrect definitions. I am Tristan Neal. Uh, This is Isak Neal. He's our producer. So today we get to talk about the Ten Commandments again. So if you'll go back to um, episodes 19 and 20, we talked about Ten Commandments quite a bit. But today we're going to talk about them in more detail. That was more like learning how to keep the commandments. It was more more how the, like the organization of the commandments. And today we're going to talk about them individually on a whole new level. Yeah, this is a definitely a new level. New level. Mm-hmm. And so it's so good though. Is I, I really um, love to think about the fact that God gave Moses the Ten Commandments to the Egyptians thousands of years ago and they can still apply to us today right that that's is where crazy. like true especially, principles especially the fact that uh jesus said that he's creating a higher law but they still can apply those that that lower law still doesn't just become obsolete right and that's what i love about god is that yeah if the higher law is still there the lower law is still there and it doesn't become obsolete just because there's a new one mm-hmm Right. It's kind of cool. I remember one time having a conversation with my brother and he said, you know, the Ten Commandments aren't like a list of actions that we have to do. They are suggestions for a happy society. And I've always thought about that since I've had that conversation years ago. Just suggestions for a happy society. We don't have to live them, right? We can. They're not. Uh, dev- that's how the U.S. government views them, for sure. Yeah. yeah. They're not things like, like natural law that, you know, jumping off a cliff is not going to help have you fall down to the ground, right? It's not that kind of natural law. These are laws where agency comes into play, where we can choose mm. whether we can we follow them or not, right? They are a They are principles, but they're principles for living a Zion life. And if we choose not to live them, then we choose to have the consequences of what will happen after that, right? Yeah, and the consequences are not fun. We saw, we we know what happened to Babylon, so mm-hmm. and Sodom and Gomorrah <laughs> yeah. and Rome, and yeah, it doesn't usually work out. That's no. why that's why the U.S. government, um, you know, especially that's why the founders used it as a base. Yeah, for a lot uh, for their constitute one of the bases they used lots of scripture, um, but that was one of the reason that was one of the the main thing. That's why it's at every single one of your capital buildings is because um, because following those ten commandments had nothing to do with religion and had everything to do with they saw these morals as morals that we should have for a, a better society. Yep, you're right. So, the very first one. I am the Lord thy God. Now, as we said, we're going to take these a little bit deeper, a little more personal, okay? So, if that is a, a commandment or a suggestion saying, well, that... if Well, in the Hebrew culture, I am the Lord thy God was not just 
the first commandment. It was the foundational commandment, right? Like if you look, if you think of a menorah, it was the base that the menorah sits on. That's how important it was. It was, we cannot have anything without knowing that there's a God. So that's number one. There is a God. That isn't that great to know that there is a God. That's just alone. So in that time, he brought them out of Egypt and freed them. So that was something he did for them and became, and they, they became his people, right? But what can we do in our day? Why don't we ask ourselves, what has God done for us? What has God done for me specifically? Mm. And make a list of all of those reasons that what God has done for you. Give you the justification to know that I'm praying to God, right? How powerful that is. Yeah. And then think about ways that you could serve him. If the Lord is your God, then you should serve God, right? And then list ways that you should serve him. What are, and where, how do we serve God? We serve God with our time. Time. Yeah, I love that. With uh, our time. And he asks us to do that specifically in um, following uh, Sunday. You know, yeah. It's his day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he by asks by keeping us... that sacred, that is taking his time. Mm-hmm. I mean, taking your time away from what you'd normally do to to focus on the Lord. Yes, exactly. And he wants a time, a little bit of time every day, right? For yeah, us to pray too. to him, yeah. for us to talk to him, and for us to acknowledge him. So just knowing there is a God and that we believe in him and that we are worshiping, honoring, adoring him, then that's very critical. All right, number two. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. So now that we've established there is a God, right? And what we're going to do and we're going to worship him. Then now we're going to say that's all we're going to worship. We're never going to worship anybody else. So we can ask ourselves this question. What are you putting before God? Not in front of, but you, you know what I mean? Like, what are you putting before, before you worship God? I look at my phone before I worship God. I, this, like, who's your center? That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, they will take, uh, looking at your phone is a perfect example. You know, first thing that people do is they usually pick up their phone and do, and do something else. And I'm not saying that, that that's not something you can't do, but we are saying that are you, because you're not, getting on your knees at the beginning of the day are you taking are you is that phone more important than god to you that might seem harsh but okay maybe not your phone but maybe it could be a relationship that you're maybe taking before god right yeah it can happen that way too yeah yeah often relationships with your kids relationship with your spouse before god yeah and that's not appropriate relationship with my corvette that's yep. important. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't have the Corvette, you can have a relationship <laughs> yes, with it. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. If you can't stop talking about it. Mm -hmm. Italia got to drive a Corvette yesterday. Oh, fine. <laughs> no, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's so cool. She was in heaven. She's like, oh, I've got to have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, she wants to become a mechanic, so that would yes. that make sense. Yep, yep. And she's fixing up cars. So, yeah. So, what are we putting before God? Are we making him our center? Are we making him our everything? Yeah, that's just taking personal inventory. 
yeah. you know, of, of, of who you are and, mm-hmm. and what you're putting first. And you may not even realize it. So don't shame yourself. Don't feel bad. Just, you just know, change. take a mental <laughs> note, you know, yeah. find out what's going on. I heard yesterday is this really cool thing. She says, until you can be in charge of your heartbeat, you have to acknowledge that you're not in control of your life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Isn't that good? <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. We are not. God gives us everything. And all he asks us to do is to acknowledge him and to worship him. It's so simple. It is so simple. It's so simple. He gives us everything. We have nothing without him, especially our lives. All right, what's the next one? All right, number three is, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. <clears throat> so how do we take the name of the Lord in vain? A lot, uh, we right? We curse him, right? Yeah. We say we use his name to curse. Yes, yes, yes. Now this, is, this might shock us a little bit. It shocked me when I learned this. It says, We take the name, his name in vain when we bless the food and perform ordinances and not... Think about Christ or God. Mm. If we're not pondering on Christ and thinking about God, the Father, when we're giving the blessing on the food and when we're giving the ordinances, then we're taking his name in vain. Wow. And I guess that makes sense because if... Well, in other words, you could put it as if there is a prayer without meaning behind it. Yeah. Or then well, there's no point. You can say whatever you want. It's how you say it. It's the well, purpose. It's and the who de- you're saying it to. Yeah. Right? With the intent. Right. If I'm just saying words, bless the food. Okay. But who's blessing the food? It's just words, right? Right. right. We've got to think of who's going to bless the food. Who's going to do this? Who are we praying to? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so powerful. <clears throat> but the same thing goes with if we're d- dishonest in our business dealings. Yeah. We're dis- wait, we're- wait, 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 how does that work? Yeah. So when we're dishonest in that or practice or we're manipulating someone in the gospel's name, that's when we're taking the name of his name in vain. Oh, so you being, uh, okay, so I, I can think of it this way. You know, if you're an employee of God's, uh, God's business uh-huh. and you're the face of that employee Mm-hmm. And you're dishonest in that business dealing. Mm-hmm. You are dishonest. You are shaming or, the company. Or, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you're making the company look bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure, exactly. And so that that totally, I totally get that with the corporate world, and mm-hmm. because I deal with people who are are the face of the company. Like some of these people, you know, we're lead generators, so we're the we're some of the we're the very first person person they talk to in mm-hmm. our company and that's why we have to be professional and friendly mm-hmm. and kind and yes, all of these things exactly. because otherwise we make the company look bad yes. so that totally makes sense if we're yes. not thinking if we're not actively presenting ourselves even in our prayers mm-hmm. in accordance with the lord's uh with the lord's business then, yeah. then and we're when, taking it in and vain. we as members of the church of jesus christ are agents for god right? We are representative of Jesus Christ himself. And if we're not acting like Jesus Christ, and if we're not, then then we're taking his name in vain. See, I love that. And it makes way more sense than just cursing, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like cursing is like, okay, yeah, it's bad. But like, why is it a 10 commandment? Like, why is it an (laughs) emphasis? Like, we swear, like, why? Like, why is that a thing? 
that makes way more sense. Yeah, because we're representing him, right? And then we've got to also take his words for serious, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything that comes out of his mouth, all his, the words of the scriptures, the words from conference are sacred. And, yeah. and we need to remember that they are sacred. They're announcements from Jesus Christ, and there should be no doubt. The, the whole should be no doubt thing, that's tough for me because, you know, I don't always agree with the, with, with the people, the old people in Salt Lake. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's, let's pause for a second then and let's, let's, let's address that. I mean, maybe okay. we should do a whole podcast on this. Oh, but, definitely should. But yeah. um, da- we, we absolutely should question. Right. We should absolutely question. But what are we questioning? Is it right? Right? Is what the prophet just said correct? And do we have the power and authority? Absolutely to receive revelation for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't have to take his word for it. We can ask God, just like Nephi did. My dad said there was a tree of life and this and this happened. And Nephi went to the Lord and found out and saw the same vision that his father did. He didn't just blindly follow. He He didn't. He 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 knows it. Right. And so can we. We have the same, same, same power as Nephi. That's cool. We can go to the Lord and find out for ourselves. We have the power to receive revelation and to know if that's true. So, but so I guess the doubting would be that doubting that God would send somebody, doubting that it wouldn't work out no matter what the prophet said, right? I mean, you you you're doubting God when you're doubting the prophets. Yes. And and but I, you know, so I get it that uh, so we can so you're saying the doubt is different from from uh, from questioning. Yes. Is that we're saying. Yes. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. All right, what's yeah, the next one? Absolutely. So um, let's take a mental note, though, and there's a lot more to say on that. Oh, so no, I know. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> okay. All right, number four is thou shalt keep the Sabbath day, and no, oh, thou shalt remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. There's a difference there, right? Mm, remember yeah. the Sabbath day, keep it holy. And remember, we, have, we did another podcast on the word keep. Keep means to build a wall around to protect it. Oh, we, like a keep? Yes, like, like what, a keep the in, the hospi- in, yeah. in the hospital. Oh, my gosh. In, <laughs> in a, a castle, castle yeah. right? A keep in a castle is to protect. It's the last thing to go. It's the centerpiece yeah. that we're going to protect that has so many layers of protection. And how? And we're keeping it holy. And there's mm. a really... And holy means to consecrate, to um, to be made more than clean. It's it's the holy room, right? It's consecrated. We are consecrated, anointed, if you will, to keep the Sabbath, to remember the Sabbath day. Not only to remember, but to protect it. Yeah. That's interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's to hallow it as well. Right? The word hallow and holy are almost like synonymous words. And to hallow the Sabbath day, to keep it holy, because he made it holy. And we did a whole um, podcast on this, if you want to look it up, the, the Sabbath day, and, and learning how to um, keep it holy, that it's sacred ground. Everywhere we walk on the Sabbath day is sacred ground. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So are we standing on holy ground on Sunday? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is it for me? Yes, it's for me. The Sabbath day is needs to be made holy. Okay, so 
just going to adjust your mic there a little bit. Okay. All right. So what's the next so one? So how, how can I bless someone else's Sabbath day would be a good question to ask ourselves. How oh, okay. can I help others to remember that? Now, remember, all one through five is all about um, loving God, right? And that includes honoring thy father and thy mother. It's not, it doesn't go in thy neighbor category. It goes in the God category. Why? Because our parents represent God, the father and God, the mother. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. Honor our parents. Honor God and our parents. In no other situation is it mentioned. We ask, what does it mean to honor what do you, would you say the word honor means? Um, honor. It would be maybe to, um, to hold up something, right? That something that is worthy of upholding. Yeah. Um, so honor would be like, uh, I I mean, I guess they think of the scout motto, you know, um, oh, yeah. uh, the scout law, uh, uh, shoot, which one? I don't remember, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, honor would be more of like something that, something that is worthy of, of, of upholding and, right. and upholding it and respecting it. Yeah. Yeah. And that word honor is only used in two situations in all of the scriptures. It's only used to honor God and to honor your parents. Which is a representation of God. of God, yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so we need to honor Him. It's an individual case, right? It's individually we need to learn how to love our parents and honor them. It doesn't say obey your parents, because mm. sometimes your parents make mistakes, right? Yeah. Sometimes they make huge mistakes. It doesn't say to obey them. It says to honor them. It's a yeah. big, it's big difference. Okay, so now we're going to get into the last five, which is love, all about loving our neighbor. So this was, you know, making God your center was the first five. And then the last five is how to ha live in a really good, honest community. Okay. If all of these be things. So the first one, thou shalt not kill. Well, that should be pretty easy, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It makes perfect sense. So you can't go much deeper than that, right? Actually, you can. All you right. can. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, so what if I angry? what if I break like your what? heart? Like you break my trust? Yeah, I break your trust. Or what if I break um, past rumors? I'm what? killing your reputation. Oh, killing my reputation. If I pass rumors about you, I'm killing your reputation. That's true, though. Yeah, yeah. you would be. And if I've taken your trust with you in... And like, I just remember there was a guy that I dated and I didn't know he was falling in love with me. I had no idea. And I was just playing the game and being a flirt and being yeah. so silly. And he was totally in love with me and expected me to marry him. And I was like, what are you talking about? No, I'm going on a mission. Like I was like, I have no, no intention. And I, I, I hurt him bad, like really bad. Right. And so that's like killing him. Like I killed a piece of him. Oh. Right. Okay, so yeah, I can see that. I mean, man, our society, I mean, that's all we do with the cancel culture. <laughs> it's that's so all true. we do is we kill each other's reputation mm -hmm. just for the benefit of our uh of getting a getting that perfect tweet or that just for the yeah. benefit of of uh because I'm outraged about something that they said 20 years ago. 
that but and and now bringing the past up that would definitely be a, a definite betrayal yeah and and mm -hmm. a killing of someone's reputation for yeah. sure yeah but here's my favorite one about killing what if you killed someone's hope hope so they're like, oh, man, this is going to be so fun. We're going to have such a great time. It's this da-da-da-da-da. No, you're not. This is a lame place. Oh, my gosh. There's so much <laughs> killing of hope now all the time. Yes. I mean, yes. We're, trying, we're trying to do something with our lives mm -hmm. that's personal to us, and maybe we'll talk about it at a later date, but uh, now's not the time. But, uh, you know, we're trying to better our lives, and we're thinking about moving and and uh, how many people have told you, don't do that, or oh I'm my scared gosh. for you, yeah. and, and, and killing your hope that something yes. of an opportunity that's huge for you. Yes, yes. Many, many, many people have stopped. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so sad. It is. And, and that's thou shalt not kill, right? Killing each other's hopes and our dreams, um, making discouraging remarks about our parents, about mm. our spouses, things like that. That is killing. Um, yeah, it, that, that goes hand in hand with the next one. So yes, with, yes, with it that, is. So go ahead and yeah. So number that. seven, then thou shalt not commit adultery, but it's a little bit deeper, a little bit differently, right? With, with adultery, it's not just physical adultery. It's mental adultery. Right. When it's God, verbal adultery. That's why adultery. God says, you know, if he lust after another woman, mm -hmm. he's that's, committing mm -hmm. adultery in his heart. So you're going to take it a step further from that? I'm going to take it a step further than that. Yeah. Oh boy, here so, we go. So, so right, God, God gave us that higher law, right, on the Mount of, uh, yeah. uh, not a Mount of Olives, but the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the, on the, on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount, He gave us that higher law that you just mentioned, and that's a good point, and that is going the higher law. But there's even more. What if we say negative things about our spouse? Does that bring more love into your marriage? No, it definitely separates it it separates it and you have you and because Wait, so you put the separation those things are true <laughs> well you answer that question well of course i know the, tr the truth yeah. is is that um i think the truth is uh that you can confide in someone this is something that you told me the other day you like it's okay to confide in someone and uh, and seek out help but mm -hmm. to just spread rumors or just to be mad at someone right and and just to just to just not just to be mad at but not just uh, if you're struggling with it like he, he never does this or she never does this mm -hmm. and then what do you what when do. you're when you're in that mode saying those kinds of things is it not selfish it's all about me she's hurt me She's hurt this about me. Yeah, she does this to you. me, right? Mm -hmm. It's an extremely selfish thing. And adultery is all about being selfish. I want wow. this. I desire this. I, 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 me, yeah, me, Yeah, absolutely. What's another example? So I'll give you an example of when, when we were first married and you, you and Teo were born. Um, I was working full-time at the nurse, as, as a nurse in the hospital, and... Tom was working, I, I don't remember where he was working exactly, but um, I would go to the hospital and all the nurses, this is, and this is typical of nurses, talk bad about your husband. That's mm. what nurses do. They sit behind the desk and they talk bad about their husbands. So I jumped right on board and I started talking bad, bad, my, my husband. And one day Tom comes home, 
stepdad. And he comes home and he says, oh, my coworkers can't wait to meet you. They think that you're the most amazing thing. In fact, I told them about the things that you were decorating the house with and they can't wait to see the house. And I felt like dirt. <laughs> I'm like, if he met my coworkers, oh, that would be a bad thing, right? Right. right? And I changed. I changed that day. Like, I am not going to sit around the nurse's station and talk bad about my husband because I want my my friends to know how good my husband's been, how great he is, yeah. not that the whole horrible thing. So, yeah, that's the adultery. That's crazy. Right. It's all about being selfish, right? It's mm-hmm. all about being selfish. Christ doesn't complain and neither should we. Wow, that's a powerful statement right there. Yeah. Do you think Christ ever says, oh my gosh, John the Baptist did this and this and this, right? Or, or, or even up in heaven, oh my gosh, he did it again. God, I tell you, this guy, he, he just will not I've listen. I've already had given him 12 chances and now he's doing it again. Right? Yeah. No. He, he, he does proper judgment and, 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 uh, and we're, and we're saved by his grace and, and all of that. And he, and he judges us, but he never takes pleasure in it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the difference is you're taking pleasure in Mm -hmm. someone else, in your own pain. Yeah, you're building yourself up and tearing someone else down. That is adultery no matter what your relationship with that person is. Wow. We are all equal, period. Right. But it's true. Yeah, yeah. All right, number eight, thou shalt not steal. Any time we take credit for somebody else's ideas, we are stealing. Oh my gosh, how many people in the personal <laughs> development world do that? All Happens the time. All the time. We are plagiarizing each other re- left and right. Yeah. And, and, and I guess that's a bad example because it's really not that big a deal. But uh, but yeah, but I but I see that a lot where, where you know somebody will tell a joke or somebody will do this and I didn't reference them mm-hmm. or plagiarizing uh, and thinking, well, no one will know. Yeah. You know I didn't think but, that, so that here's... would be a big deal. The big deal is when we say, oh, I came up with this idea. Or oh. when I was working this one, this one plagued me so bad. Who are we not giving the credit to? Especially when it says it's our idea specifically, yeah. not just plagiarizing. Yeah. And now. we're stealing from God. All truth comes from God. And when we say we came up with this, we are stealing from God. I don't know why, to me, all truth comes from God when you say that. I don't know why that, that makes me like, what? And then thinking about it and thinking about it. It has to be that way, doesn't it? It has to be. He's the source. So even if somebody, so if it's personal revelation to somebody else and then you take credit for it, you're taking credit for God's mm-hmm. for God revelation. Says. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, let me think about this then. If I am receiving personal revelation... Right, and I don't give God credit. Is that doing the same thing? Yes, it is. Wow. Yes, it There's is. There's a lot of people who do that. Yes, yes, a lot. I remember I was teaching numbers to a group of ladies just just even a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, this one really, this was really painful for me, and I I studied for like three years for this one just to understand this number, and I was like, and I took all the credit that day. Because I pondered on it for three years. No, hello. 
God gave it to me step by step by step. He gave it to me. I should have been giving God the credit for that. And isn't it amazing that uh, how God, it's almost like God gives several people the same message. Mm -hmm. And then somehow they all come together sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, have you noticed that where, where, uh, you know, you'll meet somebody else and they think exactly like you and they've had the exact same revelation. You're like, how is that possible? It's so cool that God does that. Just a cool yes. thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But we got to think about this. God never steals from us. Does he ever In fact, steal? He just gives. He All only he does gives. Is give. Yes. Yeah. So he's got the vacuum, right? He's we. we the only need... people that steal are the people, are people. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yep. Yep. So thou shalt not steal. All right, number nine is thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Now, what is, who, well, let's do some definitions. What is false witness? What would it mean by giving a false witness? Um, so you're saying something that isn't true. Yeah. Right. And a witness would be like, as in like saying something for somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. As a witness to whatever happened. Right. And, and, and it would be a false one. So then it would be incorrect or it would be a lie, right? Thou um, shalt not lie yes. is really what you could lay, you could bring this down to. And so if you're giving a character witness, you're talking this, this person is a really horrible person when you don't even know if he's horrible, right? Yeah. Or you're saying a lie about that person. And then what's the definition of neighbor? We haven't done this podcast, have we? Have we to not? De to define neighbor? I don't oh, think we I'm have. Oh, I'm sure we have. Like at the beginning? No. Really? Okay. Well, we're definitely going to have to do define neighbor again. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. We'll define it. But neighbor means not just everybody, though it is everybody, right? Yeah. It is everybody. But it's also specifically Jesus Christ. He is the good neighbor. Yes. Right? Jesus Christ is the neighbor. So if we're bearing false witnesses against Christ, we're lying about Christ. But if we're lying, and, and if we're if that definition is everyone, if we're lying about everyone, right? That's those are the the the, the differences. Um, so, what would Jesus do if he was to give a character witness for you? He'd probably say a lot of great things. He would things only that, say things, that and, were great. And, and things that uh, I wouldn't be able to even notice about myself. Yeah. Yeah. So why can't we do that for others? Yeah, we definitely don't do it enough. No. no. We all and it's not just passing rumors, right? It's also just looking at other people and hating them or seeing their flaws or you know, I remember sitting next to this guy and he had he was really old and he had these eyebrows that were just bushy eyebrows and nose hairs and ears hairs and and I'm like, you know, sitting here and looking at him, he's not a very attractive man. Right. But I'm like, I want to get to know him on a personal level. So it was on a, I think it was on a bus at the time. And I remember just getting to know him. And then I looked at him, I looked back at him and I'm like, I don't even recognize those ugly features anymore. Oh my gosh, that happens a lot. It's so cool mm -hmm. when you can just really see the person for who they are. In fact, I cried with him to know his story. It was just like, oh my goodness, this is like my dad, right? It was so cool. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's what Jesus would know for us, right? He would know everything that is good about us. And no, would he not, he would not say anything that was bad. No, he wouldn't. It was something like maybe I would imagine, 
you know, she's been through a lot of pain, but she has so much joy from that pain. She's come through those things, right? That's the kind of witness that I would think that he would give. So thou shalt not bear false witness against anybody. And now let's turn it back around to yourself. Do you ever think negative about yourself? All the time. Yeah. That's bearing false witness. You're a character witness for yourself? Yes, you are. That's a big deal. Yes, you are. That's a big deal. Yeah. Okay, we're on the last one. Woo! All right. (laughs) Thou shalt not covet. What does it mean to covet? Um, It means to want something that either you can't or isn't yours. Yes. Yes. So I remember when I first learned about this, there's a guy who lived across the street from us who owned a Corvette. And my mom would always say, you don't want that Corvette. And I'm like, uh-huh, I do want that Corvette. <laughs> <You're right>. uh-huh. <laughs> but it's not, want, not, it's not the wanting of a Corvette because you can want a Corvette, mm-hmm. but you want his Corvette. The very one. He doesn't get this one. I get to have his, right? Yeah, that, it's so funny when you say that because when I was a kid, I was like, well, why would I ever want his? I want my own anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how I felt because I didn't yeah. really understand the principle. But, um, you know, when when David sought out, um, when, when David was being dumb and uh, looked upon another woman and sought out another yeah. man's woman that he shouldn't have, mm-hmm. that was definitely coveting. That's when yes. I understood the definition. Yeah. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's that's coveting and then following through with that covet, right? Yeah. Coveting is really just thinking. It's just on the thinking level. Oh, no. <laughs> so whenever we're thinking about stealing, whenever we're thinking about killing someone's hopes and dreams, whenever we're thinking about bearing false witness or saying a lie about something. It's so hard. <laughs> it is. How can you not at least just have a thought about it, you know? It's... A lot of these are thoughts too. Yeah. A lot of them are. Yeah. And, and I. But uh, remember, thoughts coming into our mind is not, we're not responsible for the thoughts that come in, right? Right. We're responsible for the thoughts that stay. And then we keep around. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. Well, and I always say in my personal development classes, I say our thoughts generate our emotions, our emotions generate our actions, our actions generate our results. So that means if our thoughts generate our results, and the results that we want, if it's a, if it's a evil thought, then the result will also be evil mm-hmm. in the end. Yeah. So even just having the thought makes sense that it's a sin mm-hmm. because eventually it will lead to, to a an action and having and really stealing and really hurting and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I I want to I want to call you out for a second when you said. I always teach this in my class. Oh, right. <laughs> I do always teach it, but it is not my own. No, okay, there you go. It, <laughs> right. it definitely came from God and somebody else that's very, you know, somebody else from that. And, and Kurt Duncan taught it to me, and I don't know who taught it to him because I know it wasn't just him. So he probably learned it from a book. But Yeah. But see, that, that that's we just making sure that God gets the credit, right? Yeah. Even if it's through somebody else that got you got it, that it's <laughs> yeah. still God gets the credit. Yeah. Right? So to remember that, yeah. So I, coveting is, is an addiction. 
right? An addiction. It's an what addiction. Like people, it's it's such a problem. Like I, I want a big house. I'm going to have a big house. It's my house. And you can't take that way or my stuff that's in the house, right? How many, how many times is like, this is my stuff and I don't want to share it. Or could we really give everything we own away? Everything we own away. Could you really do that? And if not, well, I'd why like to not? Say yes, but it would be tough for me. Yeah. It would be yeah. giving away something. So I, I always say like, if I, if the, if there was going to be a fire in the house, what would I take with me? Right. I'd grab my notebooks because, and I have millions of notebooks, so that's a really ridiculous thing to grab, right? right. But I, I have narrowed it down to just my vocabulary list. But do I covet the, but my vocabulary list more than I covet God, who has, who gave me that vocabulary list? And he doesn't think he can give it back to you. Exactly. Exactly. It's true. Nothing is forever. There's nothing. Nothing, nothing. on this earth is forever. Exactly. Nothing. Not my family, not my career, and definitely not my stuff. And that's why it's so critical to um, take the time, right, mm -hmm. and give it to other people and give it to yourself and respect your time, respect God's time. Yes. Because we only have so much and you never know when it goes away. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, thou shalt not covet. Now these are the ten. Now in when um, Jesus, uh, no Moses, when Moses was first given these, they were not called commandments. We've taken that word, made commandments, and made these are things you have to. Were they right? Mm. These are really literally su suggestions, but the words that is used in Hebrew instead of the ten commandments, it was the ten words. Huh. It was originally called the ten words. What were those words? Were there? There was more than one word, though. Well, yeah, but no, the ten words meaning there's these are phrases, right? We would say phrases. They oh, would say words, okay, right? Okay. Um, or sayings. You could we could interpret it as sayings. The ten sayings. These are like our ten mantras. We call them in today's world, or my ten or, affirmations, or like uh, your ten uh, mission statement, value statements. Yeah, my uh, ten value statements. You're right. Yeah, right? yeah. These are things that I want to live. I choose to live this way, right? Instead of you have to be obedient to the ten commandments, or you can't go to the temple, right? It's not that. These are ten affirmations. The way I want to live. These are my ten sayings. That makes sense because the ten commandments are application. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of 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 true principle. Uh, they they could also be principles. Yes. Too, yeah. Yeah. They could yeah. be both. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that makes still that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So cool. All right. So that does it for today. Thank you for joining us with this podcast. And man, just taking it to a different level, right? Just taking it a little bit deeper. God loves us, you guys. God loves us so much, and He wants us to be happy. So He gives us these things to tell us that if you live this, this way, you, you can, can be, be this way. Yeah. yeah, you can be happy. So let's live a happy life. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. This has been Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more podcasts like this, visit our website at calledtolearn.com forward slash podcast.